Friday. How's everybody doing today on this wonderful Friday morning? Hope everyone's doing fantastic. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, big day today, big social media day today, big learning day for me. I'm going to be delving into Canva today. I'm actually going to take uh, Joelle's course. For, so I'm actually going to take Joelle's course, the social media course that she um, that we sell, and I'm going to take it so I can start learning how to do better infographics on um, Canva. And uh, because I've been, we're now we're doing a big push on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, we've been, I've been a member for probably ten years, but I haven't done squat, literally nothing with it. And now I'm starting to post on it, and a lot of infographics are big on that. Um, so uh, I'm gonna start learning how to do some great infographics that are very helpful and shareable to many different people, um, which sort of segues into um, today's podcast, which is on working with home, working from home. Uh, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. It's on five days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It is on um, um, open to the public, Tuesdays and Thursdays. It is for Instagram subscribers and Patreon members. Um, and then I do a sixth podcast on Tuesdays on Patreon. So between becoming an Instagram subscriber and a Patreon member, um, or and free. There's tons of information that we put out there, as well as a Wednesday and Friday night. In fact, today is Friday, so that means there's a podcast tonight, which is the What Would Jeff Do show. So I'm trying to get as much information out there for free as possible, as well as um, uh, uh, free content. We've got uh, uh, Utrid's Go Home video going up today, I know, which will be very, very helpful for many, many people. He's making great progress. Angelo had his podcast last night, and I'll be putting up some content, you know, about that. Um, Angelo, can you do me a favor? Take out the trash, take out the recycles, um, empty the dishwasher, and then let's start your homework. All right, buddy? All right. Uh, journaling about the chickens. All right, and then also fun facts on African mythology. Thank you. Um, he's home's cold. Um, so uh, working from home, you could either be the with a lot of remote workers now, a lot of you know nomadic workers now, and then having dogs. What we saw at the beginning of the scamdemic was we saw a bunch of um, folks who were at home for the first couple of weeks, they were home with their dogs, but then they took their dogs back to doggy daycare. Why? The dogs were driving them crazy. That's why, because they have untrained dogs. We have something that I will start calling the 555 rule. 5 slash 55. Five minutes of training, 55 minutes of duration. So say you're doing an online meeting, you're doing a podcast. Right now I'm podcasting and there's text in place. I'm not going to do five-minute drills with him. Um, but the point is, is if I was working with my new dog – what I would do is if you're doing online meetings, if you're doing phone calls, um, you could, believe it or not, every hour spend five minutes doing drills. And we show you in our Green to Graduate what these drills are. Doing drills, speed drills, boom, 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 boom. And then do 55 minutes of duration, which would be then sort of like um, the place command or a downstay. So imagine over the course of the day, an eight-hour day, you're getting in 40 minutes of drills, and then you're getting almost eight hours of duration. During your lunchtime, you're splitting that up between lunch and a good 30-minute structured walk. Before you go to work, uh, before you sit at your desk, you can take your dog for a walk. You can play with your dog. After work, you can play with your dog. It's not always just do nothing. But what you're doing is how many of you out there are struggling with your dogs barking at everything, jumping at everything, getting into nonsense, causing problems, roaming around the house, pissing and shitting everywhere, and you're trying to get work from home done. And it's very frustrating. So I want you to know that within a day, one day, one day, 
you could change that. One day, you can change it. We do it all the time. We have free content that shows you how to do it. We have uh, podcasts that you can ask questions on. We have a green to graduate course for $197 that will fully off-leash train your dog, but this is not an infomercial. We do one-on-one consults. But once you understand the concept of duration work, with even with high-energy dogs, Tex has not been on a run today. Tex is a Malinois. He's a high-drive dog. He would love to go for a run. He will. I think Joelle will take him for a chucket session this morning. But you don't need this concept of you need a tired dog to have a well-behaved dog. All a tired dog gets you is, is a tired dog. That's all your dog, that's all you get is a tired dog. When it's not tired, it's still an asshole most likely. So, life is stressful enough. If you have a dog and you're working for with from home, I want you to be able to um, have a quality life with your dog at home and be able to build that bond, that new relationship at home with your dog. And how awesome is it in trash bag? How awesome is it to have your dog um, next to you, hanging out, working with your dog every hour, being with your dog every hour, building that relationship, making calmness the default but which doesn't create laziness by the way it doesn't take away the drive like a lot of people have heard the dog is not shut down nervous afraid you know the dog is trained you know more of this conversation has to happen the reason why we get results is not because we're forcing the dogs to do things the dogs are scared of us because we're actually training the dogs and it's enough this cut and paste narrative not just with us with a lot of people because people keep hearing this and they're afraid to actually train with concepts of reward what you want, correct what you don't want, because they think it'll ruin the relationship when it actually makes the relationship better. So just think about, because a lot of people will ask us, how long do I have to train my dog? And I'm like, you're always sort of training your dog, aren't you? Isn't everybody always working on themselves for personal growth? You're either working on being a bigger asshole or you're working on being a better person. It's all done by your actions. It's all done by your actions. Um, I think this is a... I don't know what color shirt this is. Joelle got this for me. I think that's gray. Grayish blue. Yeah. yeah. Gray. I never wore it before because I was not as fit as I am getting fit now. Now that I'm 57. Angela, you want to bring a chicken in? Do a, do a morning chicken? Not the one. Are we gonna do that every time? Yeah, why not? Sweet. So yep. every morning I bring in a different chicken. Yeah, every morning you bring. And then we just rinse and repeat because we only have six. Right. Sweet. So um, when you work from home, let's make it as easy as possible. And I want you to know that if your dog is barking out the front window running at the door every time you get an Amazon delivery or the mail or UPS. Your dog is always getting into things when you're trying to have a meeting or you're on a call. Your dog is getting into trouble with the cat or other dogs. The dog is getting, like, you know, chewing on things that it shouldn't do. I just want you to know you don't have to have that. Which chicken is this? This is Sasha. Oh, here comes Sasha. They're the smallest ones, so they're the hardest to catch. Ooh, ooh, mm, never mind. I get. I was gonna show you most of her body. He because so you could see how big Sasha is, or how small technically, because Sasha is a small chicken. Ah, uh, never mind. She'll run away if I do that. Okay. Be careful, Sasha. Thank you, Ange. That was. Why not? Um, because Allison says she's living for this chicken content. I'll set up a um. I might set up a, a, a camera on the chickens. So we've got nest right now first, but I've, I've got to get a nest camera for, we just 
put an addition on the house and it's almost done. It's Angela's new bedroom and I got to install a Nest camera in the hallway leading out in the hallway just for his state of mind. Because um, he's literally now sort of in a different, a different section of the house. Um, we enclosed a carport. So, and um, let's start that homework, buddy. We'll actually do the chores, dishwasher. Dishwasher. Oh, yeah. yeah, thank you, hon. Um, so imagine that all of the nonsense that goes on in your day with your dog, if you're working from home, if you're studying from home, if you're not working at all, if you're just, you know, if, you know, obviously parenting is a full-time job. So if you're doing that, um, if you just had a new baby, we do have a baby-proofing course as well. Um, I just want you to know that if you're struggling, if you are struggling with your dog, I want you to know that in one day that could change. In one day it can change. And a lot of people are um, showing, struggling with their dogs for long periods of time. And it doesn't have to be like that. It just becomes natural too. Like text is going to stay here for a couple of hours. He would stay there for about four or five hours if I didn't release him. Not because of any other reason. The only reason why he would stay there for that amount of time is because he's trained. The only reason why he will stay there for that amount of time is because he's trained. He has no equipment on, not even a leash. He is not afraid of me. He's not afraid of breaking command. He is not afraid of the consequence if he broke command. He's staying there because he is trained. This is a very important message. Dogs listen to us because they are trained. When you see a well-behaved dog out in public, it's because they are trained. Now, going from totally out of control to trained is massive amounts of messiness where the dogs do experience fear, anxiety, stress, uncertainty, confusion. Of course they do. How many of us have ever gotten a new job, gone into that job? Does that sound familiar? Aren't you also experiencing all those things? Yes, it's a given until you get into the flow of it. Are you often reminded by possibly a mentor or um, someone that's above you, one of your part of your leadership team? Aren't you um, having to be reminded how to properly do one of the protocols? Don't you ask questions on how to do something? Like even like, where the hell is the copy machine? Where's the printer? How's the coffee maker work? To what's this PowerPoint presentation supposed to look like? to what are they expecting of me? What are your, what's your expectations of me? So I think that it's so important um, that folks understand that this can all be accomplished in a very, very short period of time. And social media has convinced you that it takes a long time because if you do it quick, you destroy the relationship. By taking your time, you build a relationship. How many people have been told, never work the dog above threshold? Really? How many of us actually work above threshold? I think all of us do. And if you don't, you're probably not doing shit with your life. You're not challenging yourself enough. You should always be trying to work above threshold because you also then want to increase your thresholds, your coping skills. You should want to increase them. But we've turned soft. It's time to stop. It's time to stop being soft. It's time to buckle down, realize that if we actually want to accomplish our goals, things are going to be challenging. Things are going to be challenging.
this morning's just, just to let you know, this morning's podcast listening was with I posted him up yesterday as well. Um, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. So this morning I listened to three different uh, three different videos by Dr. Benjamin Hardy. He is an organizational psychologist. I believe that's his title. So Dr. Benjamin Hardy is also on my personal development um, list for everybody that's interested in personal development. The amount of frustration that we see out there from folks is getting worse and worse and worse. The amount of dogs that are out there that are confused is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I'd like to um, let folks know that it doesn't have to be like that, that you can easily stop that, that your life can be much, much easier. And the only thing holding you back is you. There's protocols, there's tools, there's philosophy, there's procedures that can make your life much, much better. Those go on the side, my love. Ange, those, go, those don't go on top of the plates. You go to the side of the plates. Yep. All right. Okay. So let's go right, right to the questions. Right to the questions. Um, Daniel says, hi, how are you today in New Zealand? Hey, New Zealand, hi, how are you? Um, Daniel, what is the feeling of, because I was always impressed with your prime minister. She impressed me. Am, am, am I just, you know, an ignorant American that was blinded by um, um, what was fed to me? Or was she do, actually doing a good job? Was she doing a good job? Was your prime minister doing a good job? And what's the feeling out there about um, uh, her stepping down? What's your feeling about her stepping down? Um, Apex Canine, good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Apex, Apex Canine, how are you? Anna, good morning, how are you? Stephanie, good morning, Jeff. Lots of snow here in Kenna, uh, Kennebunk, Maine. Good morning, Angelo. Yes, Stephanie, you do have snow in Maine, and you knew that when you moved to Maine. And that's why we are in Florida. We are in Florida for many different reasons. Um, Anti-wokeness, um, warm weather, um, different culture, um, better uh, atmosphere. Um, thank you, Angelo. Nicer people. Um, uh, warm weather being a big part of it. Warm weather being a big part of it. Sherry, and we are doing boarding trains down here in Florida. If anybody's interested, we are doing boarding trains in Florida. And you just go into our website, sallycanitraining.com, and um, we can dramatically help you and your, and your dog. Um, Cheryl, Sherry says, good morning, Jeff. Hi, Angelo. Enjoyed your Greek mythology podcast yesterday. Yes, he's, he's, a, he's a great podcaster. Daniel says, good morning, good morning. Alessandro, good morning, good morning to you. Murph says, uh, morning, Jeff. Hope you're feeling better. Yeah, yesterday I did not do my morning podcast on Patreon. I apologize. I woke up um, in very rough shape. I ended up doing okay. By 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, I was on my feet. Um, it happens to me once in a while. It happens to me once in a while. Um, Murph says so cute, probably talking about uh, uh, the chicken. Um, Allison is living for chicken content. Um, Jennifer says, Thanks for showing us, Sasha, Angelo. Yeah, we'll do chickens as much as we can. Um, um, yeah, until we can stop. Yeah, this weekend we start building the chicken coop, by the way, Ange. This morning, this weekend, I say this morning, this weekend. Yeah, this weekend. Um, Deb says, Good morning, Jeff. Watch Angelo, who is just the best. Yeah. He's doing great on his podcast. Sue says, Angelo, I learned a uh, fact about chickens yesterday. They are ostrich. They are ostriches. Are the birds most closely related to the T-Rex? Yes. 
ostriches are most related to the T-Rex. Truth. Bo says, uh, greetings from Asso and Mamo. Oh, hey, Bo, how are you? Asso was a great companion to recovery from hip replacement surgery. Yes, because Asso knows how to um, relax. Calm on command. Uh, Garrett says, good morning, good morning. Cheryl says, I'm retired. I have one who's an owner-trained service dog and another who's in the late stage of degenerate uh, myelopathy and still able to enjoy life in a wheelchair. She retired two years ago. That's fantastic. I mean, it's fantastic that you're able to offer a great quality of life. And how awesome is it, you know, being retired, that you can enjoy your dogs? I, you know, I really, I feel so, so strongly that there's so many people out there that just don't know how awesome their dogs can be. They just don't know. They just don't know how awesome their dogs can be. And, you know, again, working from home, there's so many people that are frustrated that you, you actually can have, you know, um, a fantastic life with your dog. It does not, it does not have to be stressful at all. I'm just going to plug in my phone. Um, it does not have to be, it does not have to be stressful at all um, uh, uh, for your, for your dog. Um, so just think about that. Think about the amount of stress you have with your dog on a daily basis. And then think about how it doesn't have to be that way. And we have free content that can show you. You don't have to pay us. You don't have to pay us. It's free. It's all free. Um, so for all my, for all my folks on, that are working from home, a lot of people on LinkedIn where I mean, we're targeting there because there's a lot of, it's more of a business site and there are a lot of people that are in transition and, um, it's incredible how we can dramatically help you. And if you're not part of our LinkedIn, I'll put up a link today on our link on our main profile on how to join LinkedIn and we'll be putting content up there. A lot of it's, um, the same content, but we, we will be putting unique content up there as well. Um, Melanie says, going through Green to Graduate for the e-cower, is it better to get two individual controllers or one dual? I have a 14-pound Yorkie, 11-year-old, and a 40-pound mix. Um, I like one collar, two neck pieces. I prefer. I prefer that. Um, Shay says, good morning. Good morning, Shay. Chris Craig says, at to work um, – Myself passed my own threshold, so I could work my German shepherds past the third threshold. Chris, I, I um, I'm going to watch those videos today. Thank you for sending them to me. Chris is part of our um, inner circle, and he's made great progress. Again, I do. No, I'm sorry. I started watching the first video. You're still holding back, Chris. You're still holding back, buddy. I'm, I'm going to watch them both. I'm going to watch them both. But uh, you're still holding back, Marine. Come on. Get out there. So crawl, walk, run, crawl, walk, run. Remember that? Remember that, that back in the day? You're between crawl and walk. All right? You ain't running yet. I want some running done by when I see you on Tuesday. Um, Cheryl says, I always work above threshold. How else do I know if the perform in all situations? We train several times. Um, every day throughout the dog's life. They love the engagement and mental stimulation. They agreed 100%. Uh, th this is the thing also, Cheryl, as you know, this, this nonsense out there about dogs working and keeping them below threshold is not real. It's not real. It doesn't, it doesn't work in the real world. I mean, that's not reality. Life is above threshold. It's above threshold. That's just the way it works. It's just, it's just humans, dogs, your kids, everything, school, everything's above threshold. So to, to, to try to convince the general public to keep their dogs below threshold is a terrible disservice. It's a terrible disservice. Excuse me. Uh, Maurice, um, should I let my dogs meet another dog on a walk? My dog is pretty strong. I don't know. We never do. Now, I am, I am not against socialization. I'm against socialization with unknown dogs. But the walk is the walk is the walk. Is it okay for you to scroll on Facebook, Tinder, 
uh, 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 when you're at work, if it has nothing to do with your job, if your do- job is part of social media posting, that's one thing. I don't think unless you work for Tinder, it would be. But is that acceptable? No. Well, either is meeting other dogs, constantly marking, constantly sniffing on the walk. The walk is work. The walk is work. Let's separate it. Uh, Mindy says, uh, good morning, good morning to you. Daniel says, good. Um, Cassie says, morning, Jeff. Love the new shirt. Looking good. Good job, Joel. This is actually an old shirt. This is an old shirt, and I think she's buying me more. This is, thank you. This is an old shirt that I have not worn for two years. Um, and, um, but I've, now I'm wearing. Um, Elise, Alyssa says, what part of Florida? We're in the Sarasota, Bradenton area, but with a boarding train, people drive, I mean, from Virginia. Because the, the, the dog lives here. The dog stays with us in our, in our home. In our home. Yep, dog stays actually right in this room where I am right now. So, and it lives our life. And it goes with us places. It learns to swim. It goes on off-leash hikes. It goes to the preserve. goes to the beach. Becomes fully trained. Yeah, if you go to SallyCanineTraining.com, you can get information. Just fill out a drop-us-a-line form, and um, I'll give you a call. I'll give you a call. We also do one-on-one consults. That might, you know, we can do that as well. Um, Stephanie says, I love the snow. My dogs love it. Um, How do you get my pug to stop staring and even sneaking into free feed? Free-fed cat food. Put it up higher. My dog is e-cow trained. Knows the out and leave it. Don't use leave it. Out is fine. She won't stop stalking the food. Correct the hell out of her. Make it suck. Okay. How do you stop an unwanted behavior? You make it suck to do the behavior. You're going to be convinced of other ways. You'll be told that that's wrong. Like, I've been preaching this for 20 years. It keeps working. So I've been preaching this for 20 years. It keeps working. We keep getting results, but I keep being told I'm wrong. Isn't that baffling when you keep being told you're wrong about something that constantly works? Like, how many great people have been told they couldn't do anything great that are actually doing things great? Like Edison, Wes Brown. Everybody, everybody that's doing, like Richard Branson, everybody that's been told that they couldn't do something great is historically doing something great. Not everybody, but when you talk to successful people, self-made successful people, they're told a lot that they will never do anything great. And ironically, they're doing great things. Um, Kim says, Thumper would always load um, on the front stoop on way out for a walk. A few bonks over two days corrected that. One and done. Also, I love, love, love the driveway drills before the walk. Sets tone for both of us. Awesome, Kim. Super proud of you. Allison says, my sessions um, with my Pomeranian went awesome yesterday. Awesome. Proud of you. We didn't get to e-cowler this session. That's okay. But I gave the family the philosophy and protocols in the baby-proofing course and walked them through practice. Very important, that baby-proofing. The family of four and baby was amazed. The progress from both dogs. Good for you, Allison. Proud of you. Looking forward to follow-up sessions to keep them on track. Allison, isn't that the best feeling in the world, helping other people? Like what, 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 Waking up in the morning and saying to yourself, who can I help today, is a great calling. It's a wonderful calling. It really, really is. Tara says, good morning. Totally agree and didn't realize the more structure and clear training, the more actual freedom your dog can have. Isn't that interesting, Tara? So many people think that structure means less. Discipline means less. Rules means less. Firmness means less. Consequences means less. I've never, I, all I ever see is it mean more. That's all I've ever seen. I've only seen it mean more. More freedom for the dog, 
better state of mind for the dog, better state of mind for the owner. Like, so all this stuff that's being fed to people from a cult-like philosophical group to brainwash owners who are believing it. I just keep seeing the opposite. Well, it's temporary. Okay, you're right. My dogs live till 12 years. It's 12 years of temporary results, but then they die. Then you're right. I guess it did stop, but then I get another dog and we do it again and we get the same results. And I've worked with over 10,000 dogs. I'm not a so, I'm not a social media dog trainer. So Daniel says it's sunny and windy here. Dogs are dogs are today good. Good. It's uh probably should hit the 70s today. Not 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 real warm. This is winters in Florida. So it'll be in the it's usually 60s, 70s down here. Maybe we'll have some 80 degree days, but usually sunshine every day. So that makes up for it. Mindy says, quick question. My work schedule has gone to Hades and my Malinois is starting to act out a bit. What training can I do to get her reined in a bit? Back to basics. Yeah, back to basics. You might think about um, having somebody come in and help, right? Having somebody come in and help, do that. Um, you know, having a Malinois, as you know, it's a different breed. You know, I'm usually not breed specific at all, except for when it comes to Malinois, you know, and some... Um, some bully breeds like uh, small bulldogs with swimming. I'm like life jacket. Other dogs, I don't recommend a life jacket. That's just me personally, personal choice. For boating, for uh, for boating, I would do life jacket with a, a handle, a float with a handle. So if they go in the water and I, I've got to get them back in the boat, I can just grab the handle, you know, and pick them up. Skyler says, um, today is my last day of work. Congratulations. Thinking about that's probably for maternity leave or for work work. Um, thinking about training one or two dogs in my house or another person during my leave. Absolutely. I don't want to get rusty. Is this a good idea or should I just focus on my baby? Well, having a baby is one of God's greatest gifts in the world, um, Skyler. Um, I'm a huge advocate of the bond of baby and mom, baby and uh, partner. Um, uh, uh, it's It goes by quick. I'm huge with that. But there's no reason why you can't do both. Just remember, though, you'll be exhausted. Whether it's a planned cesarean, an unplanned cesarean, postpartum depression, um, exhaust, just basic exhaustion, um, frustration, um, arguments with your partner if you have a partner um, uh, uh, stress some anxiety obviously you know I mentioned depression already all those things can manifest through you and you don't know that you can be the strongest person in the world have a baby and um, next thing you know you know shit's all over the place um, I've got seven children None of them I've obviously gave birth to, um, but um, being very active in the parenting role. Um, so um, I think you can do both. Um, Chris says, uh, Cassie says, Chris, you can do it. Shay, what size prong do you recommend for 40 to 45 pound pity? Um, possibly start out with a three millimeter, get to the 2.25, but try to get that dog on a slip lead and a um, remote collar ASAP. Garrett says, I've got a job to help a client with his um, AM staff. The dog is very cat reactive advice. I believe I know what to do. Be at your guidance, it's always appreciated. So, Garrett, I've got a couple of different protocols for cats. If it, um, um, I mostly I do avoidance. So I do high level corrections at the loading stage of noticing the cat. That's that's my that's usually my go-to. Chris says we played ball together, no muzzles. It was awesome. Chris, so proud of you. Chris, I'm just so proud of you. Allison, two 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 point two five works for my dogs, 40 pounds to 90. Yeah. 2.25 is is wonderful. Um, most dogs, it's 
eventually are going to be worked down to the two two five. Cheryl says I've only had sporting or working breeds or a cross of the two all high drive except the Rottweiler. I'm looking for a Malinois to start training um, with our local club for French Ring um, Brevet. Cool. Um, I, there's tons of Malinois down here in Florida. You, what, you know, I predict, I just want everybody to know that I predicted this many, many, many years ago. Many years ago. Many years ago. And it has come to fruition. Um, you cannot do stick hits anymore in certain dog sports. And if anybody doesn't know what a stick hit is, you can use a clatter stick or it is a rubber literally a bendable rubber stick, like very, very bendable. I mean, you can, it, 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 it doesn't create any discomfort. If anything, it builds drive in the dog, builds excitement in the dog. Stick hits have been banned in certain dog sports. And if you're not in dog sports, you um, might not understand. You might think it's mean. If you're in dog sports, you'll realize the importance of it um, for bravery. And um, it's been banned. I have been predicting that bite work, that dog sports will be banned in the United States within the next 10 years. It will be banned in Europe within the next five years. I've been predicting it for years. Um, Everybody celebrated Greyhound racing being banned in Florida, and um, I did not. I said it's a very dangerous road to go down. It should have never been banned. If you read the fine prints of the law, you realize that it has set the precedence for all dog sports to eventually be banned. That includes dock diving, agility, possibly um, like trick training. I want folks to understand that while you celebrate the banning of prong collars, you celebrate the banning of shock collars, you celebrate this concept of dogs should be willing participants, I want you to know that at some point, your dog will be taken away from you because you will not be able to do anything with your dog. I want you to know that that is the final agenda. That is the agenda. I'm, I've been saying it for 20 years, and it is starting to happen. And while you dance on the graves of the dead remote collars and prong collars, and you think that you're almighty and growing your angel wings, I want you to know what you like to do with your dog. Okay? You like your dog pulling you on, a, on the bicycle? You like that? Okay, so you're against dog sleds, but you like dogs pulling you on the bicycle. That will be banned as well. I want everybody to understand that a slippery slope has already been built, and what you love to do with your dog. I can see playing Frisbee with your dog being banned. It sounds crazy, doesn't it? But I want you to know that the crazy is already in place. They already have a plan. There's a lot of money behind it. And... It's just a matter of time. So what do you do? You fight against it. Why is it? And well, what are you doing, Jeff, to fight against it? I'm bringing people awareness. I'm bringing people awareness. I'm opening up my mouth and fighting against it to massive pushback. To massive hate, to massive threats. I'm the one standing here saying it's happening, push back against it. I'm the one showing the work. I'm the one that's taking the hits. But you stay silent until your rights are taken away. You stay silent until your, until your rights are taken away. 
No different than the Holy Thomas thing. Nobody, nobody should have left that starting block. Nobody. They should have turned their back on the water. Now it's a one-person race. I know you've been training all your life for it. I know you've been training all your life for it. I know you might be sacrificing your scholarship for it. I know. Turn your back on the water. Watch how quickly the NCAA or whomever is the governing body changes their mind. Where are the parents supporting their children? Turn your back. Refuse to go in the pool. Watch. Watch how quickly it changes. Now there's no race. Now there's no film footage. Now they lose sponsors. Now there's financial loss. Now there's motivation. Now things change. How the hell did we go there? We went there because people need to stand up. But when you say stuff like that, you get labeled. Fine. You know those little, hello, my name is? Buy a pack of 50. Put all, put all your little labels on there. Send them to me. I'll wear a different one every day. Label me. I don't give a shit. There's a lot of people that think like I do. Daniel says you're walking dogs. Good. Fun fact. Untrained Mountain Wise close relatives are the... Uh, uh, what is this word? Whatever. I'm going to call it crazy ass something. LOL. Get green graduate. Correct. Sherry says, thank you. Skylar, my husband will definitely be helping me through everything. Oh, you have a, do have a, okay. I do want to assume you had a husband. Um, cool. I was thinking of taking on my sister's day and she gets time with her niece. I get a break in to keep my skills sharp. Awesome. Good for you. No, don't say that, Jeff. There will be so many issues. The result with the banning of dog sports breeds will be banned. It's not, I'm not making it happen, Jamie. I'm just bringing awareness to it. It's already happening. You have to understand that there's 1% of people that have got big mouths that are yelling and screaming, and they know that nobody will speak up. I'll speak up. I'll take the hit. I'll take the hate. Will you? How passionate are you? You say you are. Those are just words. Will you stand up publicly on social media? Will you stand up? Hi, my name is Jeff. I eat cow or train my dogs. Hi, my name is Jeff. I use punishment to stop unwanted behaviors. Hi, my name is Jeff. I own a dog not a fur baby. I'm not my dog's caretaker. I'm its owner. My dog is below me. I am not its equal. How many of you? How many of you will stand up? Alessandro, how do we fight against this future? Um, you stand up. You, st you stand up. You push back. You push back. Do you know that most of these people are bullies? The Achilles heel of a bully is pushback. Because they're actually weak people. Don't be afraid of being called a dog abuser. Fine, call me a dog abuser. It's been said millions of times. 
push back, put pressure on them, push back. Every individual needs to stand up and push back. Do you know how many people in the UK, 300,000 people use e-cowers? They're trying to ban them. There are members, I'm not quite sure, of their, of their governing body. I believe it's whether it's parliament or something else. There is a considerable percentage of the people that actually vote on this stuff that um, use e-cowers, call them shock cowers, I often do. They're the same thing with their own personal dogs. Why is it taboo? Why is it taboo? Don't we want trained dogs? We have Snow and Holland. That's a long time ago. My dog went crazy in a funny way, but I would have to keep her calm because of surgery. Yeah. Dogs that dogs that uh, are introduced to snow for the first time, it's, it's pretty funny. Sometimes they like walk out really cautiously, like, what's this on my feet? A lot of times, though, like, especially when it's like really deep. Ah, they go nuts. They love it. They love it. Cheryl says, I'm cruising um, the rescues. We use a, a, um, a split rat and sticks. The rattling got them motivated. I hope dog sports won't be banned. They will be. At least I hope not. Ugh, these holier-than-thou people piss me off. They will be. Start fighting back. Pretty soon, they'll, they won't allow um, bite biting. They'll only allow barking. There are police departments out there that have already banned um, police dogs from biting, which I think is a big mistake. That's a great way for a police dog to be killed. That's a great way for a police dog to be killed. I, 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 I know some that have been killed in the line of duty, and they were. it's not because they were barking, but the last thing you want to do is chase down a criminal with a weapon and stand there and bark at them. That's like a police officer chasing down a criminal that has a gun with your gun holstered and just yell at them as they're pointing the gun at you. That's what that that's what's being asked to do. So it's so scary. These people are fucked and they're killing dogs. They are. They are. They don't care though. They're more in love with their ideology than they are with the dog. They're actually not dog lovers, just to let you know. They're not. They're not people lovers or dog lovers. They love themselves and their ideology. Psych 101. Sue O'Rourke says, do you think that they will eventually ban horse racing too? Oh, yeah. They'll, event they'll eventually ban um, horse equipment, horse, not just horse racing, but horse riding, trail riding. They will ban trail riding. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm actually surprised that we still have zoos. Like, why do we still have zoos? Um, Allison says, uh, they banned Greyhound racing at a casino where I live. Imagine horse racing are also on borrowed time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Mindy says, I'm fighting also. Kim says, I'm standing with you. Jamie says, I'll speak up with you. And you don't have to speak up with me. Just speak up for yourself. Just speak up for yourself. Post stuff. Post the lies. Don't take down your posts. Don't get into arguments with people. Because there's people out there that are just unsure. They just don't have the right information yet. They're confused. They're confused. Daniel says, um, love, show you. I'm not sure what that one is. Kim says, what's the movement? Let's start one. I'm not looking to start a movement. I'm looking for personal responsibility. I don't want to be in charge of anything. I'm just doing this. I'm just speaking my mind. That's all. That's all. Um, Debbie says... Um, I always tell everybody that. Constance, great rant today. Definitely feeling inspired this morning. Thank you. Um, I don't know if I ranted. Angela, you think I ranted? 
Angela, will you grab me a peanut butter protein bar? Sure. Um, but uh, Constance, I want to have you on the air for an interview, by the way. Cheryl says, I have an e-coward on my dogs. I welcome the opportunity to educate and change minds. Yeah, I mean, people are very, 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 very misinformed. Thank you. No problem. I'm going to lead off. Um, thank you. Brett Kane says, banning dog sports is a micro of what's going on in America today with a lot of our rights. Most people are asleep or too afraid to speak up. I agree, Brett. They're afraid to speak up. You know, it's funny because, you know, I just, you know, I've been really active on LinkedIn lately and I and something came across about microaggressions, which I actually don't understand what a microaggression is. I actually don't know. I actually do not know what a microaggression is. Microaggression in the workplace. Um, I actually don't know. It's a free course you can take on LinkedIn about like educating yourself about microaggressions. You know, I am absolutely against um, chauvinistic, sexist, behavior. Absolutely. I am against hate. All I know is this. I've had thousands, if not tens of thousands of death threats levied against me. I'm still here. I remember I worked at a job and they literally said to me after a year saying, if you, if we knew you were Jewish, we would have never hired you. Would that be a microaggression or just blatant anti-Semitic? Guess what? I still worked there. Still made money. Didn't give a shit. I've been called, I've been called many, many names because I was Jewish. So what? Who cares? What does that have to do with me? Never stop me. It's called 100% responsibility. I've had hate thrown at me. See, I think people that are just, they're just blaming for their lack of ethics and hard work. They just want to blame somebody. They just want to blame somebody. They don't want to take responsibility for their own actions. They want to make an excuse for their own laziness and lack of work ethic. throwing out all these things all this privilege stuff come on guys let's just cut the shit work hard take responsibility stop being so soft welcome to the real world so me not knowing what a microaggression is I'm sure most of us growing up in our teen years, when we went, we got our first apartment. Most of us, possibly, they might, we might have had a hard time um, paying a gas bill or an electric bill or rent. Let's say we couldn't pay our gas bill. Let's say they were threatening to take off, threatening to turn our gas off. And we called up a gas company and they weren't willing to work with us, which, by the way, they do. They'll put you on a payment plan, historically. Is that a form of aggression? Or is that just called reality and them saying, you're the one that couldn't be fiscally responsible for paying your bill? Is it, Again, where's responsibility? And so what does this have to do with dog training? Nothing, but a lot. Because if you get a dog... It's your job to train the dog and stop blaming everybody else in every situation, like the scamdemic, for, well, I couldn't work with my dog. I'm like, you could? Why not? Our boarding train never closed. Never closed. Dogs were trained up just fine. Socialize them, public access them, obedience train them, behavior modification them. Throughout the whole scamdemic. Kim says, we need to stand up uh, stand up website for info to use for the pushback. Kim, yes and no. Those things go downhill really, really quick. Because there's so much hate and there's so much organized hate. 
But someone can do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to be doing my podcast. And I'm just going to enlighten people. And people will say, well, what are you doing about it, Jeff? Well, 20 years ago, when I started getting in this industry, I've been talking about it. 13 years ago, when I started my radio show, I had a radio show 13 years ago, probably 15 years ago by now. I talked about shock collars and prong collars. Nobody else did. Maybe one or two other trainers in the country of the United States. That makes three, definitely less than six. People didn't talk about it at all. People weren't making videos about with e-collars. Nope. We were. We talked about it. So I've been talking about it for years. And now other people have started talking about it. That's why there's so much hate and pushback now because people are talking about it. Uh, Daniel says dogs three two four. Not sure what that is. Um, Linda says animal rights movement plans to ban everything. I, I, I Linda, you are one hundred percent right. To the point where they actually don't want you to even have a pet dog, family pet. Leora says we got a decent snow here every few years. My dogs went crazy. They loved it. Yeah, dogs and snow is like they love it. They really do. Um, Sherry says, here's a fun fact. You, meaning me, Jeff, have successfully raised a high-drive dogs to live a full and happy life and never ended up in a shelter for babies populate the shelters. No, I, I, but full disclosure, I've had to put down personal dogs. At one point, I owned 12 dogs. I had to put down two. Why? They were so human or dog aggressive, they became dramatically better dramatically better but not safe enough and it was just responsible of me to do that because there were one mistake one error from causing harm on a dog or a human and that wasn't fair but The norm is not that. The norm is not that. Not that. Because there are dogs that shouldn't be walking the earth. Uh, Leora says, not dog lovers' truth. Yep. Here in Germany, even the police are not allowed to use a simple choke change no more. It's absurd. Yeah, it is absurd. It is absurd. It's all absurd. It's all absurd. And it's all pressure. And there's no pushback. There needs to be pushback. All you have to do is push back. Alexander says, do you think... This banned sports and tools in the future is intended to ban dogs from the world. Not ban dogs from the world, but but banning pretty much even the word no. That was that was proposed in uh, Canada. It didn't pass, obviously, but that was that was up for vote. You can't say no to your dog. Kim says the windmills in the ocean that is killing the dog. I don't know about that. They won't ban those. I, I'm not familiar with windmills. I'm in the ocean. Um, Douglas Walker's crates have been banned in Sweden and Finland. In Sweden, I know they've banned doors on crates. That I know. Yeah. And everyone's like, yay, good for them. Okay. Talk to owners. Talk to trainers. How many dogs have, how, how many dogs have been surrendered? How much more destruction has happened in the house? So again, people, they'll jump on the bandwagon because they think it's advocating for the dog. Unfortunately, it's a disadvantage to the dog and it's a huge non-advocation for the human. Cheryl says, Sherry, the shelters are full of bully breeds, Malinois, and other popular high-drive dogs that people had no idea how to engage and properly work with agreed. Agreed. It takes a special person, especially with the Malinois. Nama, four boys, says, good morning, good morning to you. Gary says, holding people accountable lately is difficult. Yeah, I mean, Gary, you make a good point there. And it's like, I don't want to police people at all. I'm a huge advocate of freedom, personal choice, 100% responsibility. I'll just choose who I put in my life and who I don't put in my life. But 
so many folks are definitely not taking personal responsibility for their actions. Um, Debbie, Debbie, uh, I've changed minds in quite a few dog owners about the e-cower and the prong cower. They are best tools to train your dogs, and I stand by it, and I tell everybody my opinions. Good. Terry says, no rants, all passion. Correct. Anti-Semitism, um, the gift that keeps on giving rock on. Yeah, absolutely. It happens now. I see it. People send me screenshots all the time. I'm 57 years old. I still get it. It's just a cheap shot. It's just a cheap shot. You know, but it happens not just with Jews. It happens with everybody. But guess what, though? I don't cry a fucking river about it. Call me any name you want. I'm not going to stop what I'm passionate about. When you're truly passionate about something, you don't let this stuff stop you. I mean, people, I mean... This is not an exaggeration. There's an FBI file in support of me because we had to go to the FBI because of the death threats we were getting. I mean, I've got receipts for the armed guards. I mean, like, like it got bad. It got really bad because I used a cotton towel to stop a dog from being aggressive. Like, Take a soft cotton towel, hit it in the head for trying to attack a dog, or have the dog put down. Hmm. Let's send Jeff a death threat. That'll fix it. No, it didn't, because I still do it, and so does my staff. Apex, uh, let's see. Cheryl says, that's blatant. The microaggression is kind of like passive-aggressive comment. Right, which is like the world. Everything's passive-aggressive. It's called, it's called strap on a set of fucking balls, which is not a sexist male chauvinistic statement. Strap on a set of fucking balls and just fucking live your life. And stop trying to be a victim. It's all, I call it being a victim. All victim mentality, all blame mentality. It's, it's just, it's, it's so ridiculous. It's like, Grow the fuck up. If you can't deal with these microaggressions, wait until you're out in the real world, the real true world. And also, a lot of these people that say that, oh my gosh, I've been microaggressed, if that's the term. Like, have you ever looked in the mirror and see what you do to other people? Let me, let me walk around with the video camera and film you for a week. Let's see how you treat others. Let's see how you treat others. So you like these catchphrases, but are you living a true life? Apex says, standing against the woke agenda is like using one sandbag to brace a city for a tsunami. It's only effective if more of us do it. Agreed. She says, microaggression often takes the shape of an offhand comment and an inadvertently painful joke or a painted insult. Cited psychology today. Thank you. It's called, though, like... That's like me getting upset about a cheap Jew joke. Right? Jeff's Jewish. He only cares about money. Oh. Do I go to human resources and complain? Do I write a whole article about it and publish it? Like, big fucking deal. Who gives a shit? Who cares? So it's like that person is potentially mean or uneducated, and I don't give a shit. What's the problem? What is the problem? Kira says, never blame the dog. Be responsible for the dog's behavior. Jamie said, microaggressions are everyday slights, insults, put-downs, invalidations, and offensive behaviors that people experience in daily interactions. Got it. Got it. That, 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 that sounds good to me. So to me, that sounds like reality. Is it right or wrong? I don't know. 
We should try to be as kind as we possibly can to our fellow human being. But Jamie, I mean, it sounds like reality, correct? I mean, it's just like, it's just reality. Well, people need to be educated more about what it is and how it affects other people. I mean, if it affects you so bad, maybe it's time for you to do some personal growth and either distance yourself from those people or teach yourself how not to let it bother you. Your hatred of me, your aggression towards me has actually nothing to do with me, but it actually has to do with your unresolved personal issues, your lack of compassion, your lack of education, your lack of just basic public behavior, but it doesn't affect me. That's, it's not my issue. It's your issue. I'm not offended. So, like I said, like, stop being so offended by everything. Stop looking for things to be offended by. Where, how the fuck do we go here? We got to stop this conversation. Okay, it's past nine o'clock. We're going to stop this conversation. Anyway, this was a working from home podcast. (laughs) But wake the fuck up with Jeff show. See that, Sam? Sam Davis? You proud of me yet? You see? Told you. Told you we'd go there. All right, buddy. I love all of you. I want everybody to have a fantastic day. Um, And uh, I am all for being a kind, loving human being. But just be a kind, loving human being. Is it that difficult? Is it so difficult? And if it is difficult, that means you need to work on yourself. Personal growth. Personal growth. All right? I love you all. Everybody has a fantastic day. Don't forget tonight, it's the What Would Jeff Do show with Jeff and Joel. And we will see you at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.